The, the, the dream is real. It's your lifestyle specialist, Kenny Burns, reporting live from the safe place on earth. I call it Loveland, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited today. Uh, I have my illustrious panel of superheroes. We call them the Three Amigos. I got threatened by Kendra, and here we are. Yeah, that's right. Put your hands together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your hands together for Kendra, a.k.a. Coco. Got a new house that she look like it. Yes, love. Hey, man, looking spicy. Uh, Keep those round of applause going for my brother from another mother. Teule, what's happening, champion? My guy, what's good? I can't call it. I might spoil it. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my doctor. I see her often. Her name is Sugar. I don't know how that sound of sugar just came out that way. I love you. How you doing, sis? We just go with it. I'm yeah. amazing. I hope you are. Yeah, baby. I feel good. I feel so good, y'all. I want to start this episode out by saying happy birthday to one of the greatest MCs of all time, Notorious B.I.G. Ladies and round call for B.I.G. Um, Love him so much. That's right. Birthday was uh, this past weekend. And I love him so much, man, because there's a few things I want to share with y'all. One, one of the greatest uh, MCs of our era. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot of time with the man, you know. But I tried a little something at the Jill Scott concert. And it, I think it's a part of my show. Uh, so y'all can look forward to it, to all the upcoming shows. Maybe, maybe not. I might add some Tupac for the table late. Um, but this is the one and then I want to get yours Coco and T I want to get yours and, and Sugar if you can come round it out with something if not okay we keep it moving but one of my favorite verses of all time it was all a dream I used to read Word Up magazine Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine Hanging pictures on my wall Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall Ladies and gentlemen, I did that at the Jill Scott concert When I say word for word I'm talking word for word The whole song Back to Max Remember the record you do? The high, the high You never thought the hip hop would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight Cause they run tight Time to get paid Pull up like the world change and that's one of my favorite. You know, it was all, I mean, the dream is real. You get it? You, you, the, the, you get, the dream you, you know what I'm saying? Real. But Coco, I know you got a favorite Biggie song. I do. What is I it, do. baby? Mine is One More Chance. Oh, more First things first, I pop up freaks pop all the honey. Playboy bunnies, those wanting money. Yeah. Sorry, I did not mean to get that excited. I don't know if it was you singing or me rapping. Uh, Taylor, I know you love big. You love that era hip hop. I know you got a favorite. I do. What I is do. it, brother? What is it? Come on. First off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. West side when we ride, come equipped with game. Claim to be a player, but I fuck your wife. Huh? Oh my god. But that's not a biggie verse though. I don't know why. I don't know why. Forever attached to big, so I think it's a biggie song. Okay, all right. Well, we're just gonna Continue this tribute to Biggie Smalls. So Sugar, is there anything you'd like to add to the Tupac dedication? I don't know what. I didn't even mean to bust a gun. I'm sorry, cousin Tom. I mean, I love it when you come and be. Pop up. Throw your hands in the air. Because I'm a player, that's why. Uh, uh, round of applause for the Biggie Smalls uh, legendary catalog, ladies and gentlemen. Big shout out to all the tourists that are celebrating the birthday. And I'm going to get into the episode of today. And I have a story on why I came up with the title for today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 33, put your people in position. All right, huh? Huh? Lost art in the black community. Okay, we're going to talk about it a little bit because that's what we do here on the Kenny Burns Show. But ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, I was a, I was a civilian. I wanted to be outside. I didn't even tell Tiffany what I was going to do. Y'all, that's, 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 how, that's how stealth... I was gonna be this week. I want to just have me a good time. I want to go out. I ain't want no responsibilities. I ain't want to, you know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna show up. And whoever I see, I'm gonna love on. I'm gonna be in the crowd. And I'm gonna have me a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, I went to the Sundresses and Seersucker Omega Sci-Fi Festival. It was a festival. Shout out to my Deltas in the bin. I see you, sugar. But when I tell y'all, 
Lazy, I walked into the thing. First of all, I meet my brother Diedrich. Big shout out to Heidi Yaki in uh, Volkswagen. They had the chill zone. We'll get to that in a minute. But we we got we met at the studio where they make my suits. You know, and the man got it. It's the, like the black Ralph Lauren. You know what I mean? I'm talking about he got the thing. We go, we go on drinking some Uncle Nears ride. We get to the thing. We nice, we got cigars. We get out. Then mind you, ladies and gentlemen, supposed to rain all day on Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia. It did not rain. So we get out, we dress to the nines. Y'all seen that shit, put that shit on. Put that shit on. Huh? We did. We get into the thing. First thing I see when we were going to the chill zone, which was the Hideaki Bespoke in a Volkswagen suite, is a bottle of LS cream on the damn thing. So I did not know that my team was there activating at the thing. I'm, I'm bugging out. Now, mind you, I had not seen anybody from the team. I just saw the bottle. So I'm like, oh. Somebody put it in their little thing. So I keep on about my thing. They're like, yo, the Uncle Nears tent is over. I was like, what? Oh, shit. Go over to the Uncle Nears tent. People, obviously, that I work with and doing their thing, the Uncle Nears tent was on fire. Then all of a sudden, I'm having a good time, y'all. About three Uncle Nearses later. It's about 15,000 people. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Wasn't being paid to do so, but I went on stage. Huh? Went on stage. Yeah, yeah. Y'all sitting around too long. Put the lamb chops down is what I told them. Huh? You got folding chairs out here like we ain't about to bust a move, okay? Get them going a little bit. Then I was like, you know what? That was just so they can hire me next year. <laughs> see, see the superpower, superpower, and you feel me? And then, ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, three cream team shirts. I see Rios with Virginia, and I see goddamn, you know, and I'm like, wait, all of my people, I'm seeing people from college. Y'all, I'm 50. I'm talking about people I ain't seen from, you know how you go somewhere, you might see one, two, three, four, five, maybe, because they travel in packs. I seen about 30, 35 people I knew from college. Mm -hmm. So I'm already in a whole nother thing. Now mind you, I went on stage one time, told myself I wasn't gonna do it again, just wanted to give them a little bit, you know what I mean? So they can hide me next year. This has been a conversation for the last couple, couple weeks. We earned that. Ladies and gentlemen, I got my ass back on that stage. Yes, I did. Huh? Hey, huh? give me that mic. Give, give me that mic and then made people just show their ass if they kids. You know what I'm saying? Gonna see some video, they gonna feel like the people about the Freak Nick documentary. They gonna feel that way about what they was doing. <laughs> 20, 20, almost 20,000 people, I think, at this point, okay? And then I'm trying to leave, y'all. I was trying to leave my sweat, my, my, my shirt buttoned down to my navel. Yeah, I was, Kendra, don't give me that face. I was trying to leave. I felt like <laughs> it ain't right. Chest out, chain on. Chest oh, out, chain on. Baby, it was nipples. I was giving nipples. On the way to the chill zone, I was, that's what kind of mode I was in. I was about five Uncle Nearest's in at this time. <laughs> I got to the tent, and you know, remember back in the day when, when, when shit used to move like this, you knew a fight was about to happen? Have you ever seen True Blood when the lady, the gonad lady wore the mask and everybody started fucking? That's how I felt. I felt like if I got on the mic, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend nobody, I'm just saying, but the, the energy was so electric. I had to get on the mic, mm -hmm. I had to get and talk my shit. And got on that motherfucker, y'all turn it up. So, round of applause for me. Um, Round of applause for me. I deserve it, sugar. I, I had a good, not only did I have a, you feel me, Coco? I, I, I ain't just have a great time. I saw so many people that, I mean, they was coming up to me that I ain't seen in 25 years asking about Kyle. More than people I know. So you could imagine, they, they staying in tune, they staying in touch. But more importantly, I said something or did something in their lives to make them want to check up on me and make sure I'm all right. And that's why I was inspired to say, put your people in position. You never know who you putting on or some information wise or putting perspective in somebody's mind that is clearly one step away from greatness. You never know. And I was in that bag this weekend with all this love and I get love and I, I, I'm thankful. I, I'm a blessed human. Everywhere I go, I get love. But this was like, People that ain't really concerned with my career don't really give a fuck about, you know what I mean? Like, all. You knew it was real. You feel me? You f Even all the bros and all the fraternities, they mm -hmm. were there. Kenny, oh man, you, you could have been 20 some years in, player. We gonna bring out that. You know what I'm saying? All the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. I mean, but, but it was the love. It was love. That's why I felt compelled to like, rock because you know i felt like a lot of these people include myself or in position because of our offering so I, you know i want to talk about 
you know, how we kind of look that off when we're coming up because we don't feel like we have a lot to offer. In life, y'all, you know, we we feel like, well, we ain't there yet. Uh, we ain't as accomplished where we want to be. You know, I you hear people all the time. I ain't gonna have kids yet, so I ain't ready. You ain't never ready to have no damn kids, okay? All right, let's just put that out there for all you youngers. Think about talking about you gonna put it off till you're 35. You don't want them at 35. Uh-uh. You want them niggas to be 15 at 35. I'm not saying have them at 20. I'm just saying you want to you want to be in my, like I'm 50 and my kids are grown. I'm still functioning. My knees work. I can get low. I proved it again this weekend. <laughs> but the gag is, how do y'all feel about that? Because I know you see people you run into all the time that when you were young, you put an impression on this person. You made a difference in this person's life. And I want to speak to the importance of that because people got to, you know, I think they feel they need to be accomplished to add value. So it's crazy that you're saying this because like my whole life, my mom was just like, you should write a book about your experience. I was like, I ain't got nothing to tell. She's like, yes, you do. Oh, come and on. I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, you actually do. You can tell it from a perspective of, you know, she started naming off stuff and I was like, mm. hmm, you might be right. But sometimes you don't realize it because you're just living and you're trying to stay above water and you're just trying to do what you need to do to get to the next day. You don't think about the fact that it's impacting other people. You think about the fact that you're still alive. Amen. And getting to the next thing. But see, Sugar, this yep. is even for you, like, even how we connect, bigger level. Like, it's like we grew up together, almost. Like when we get around each other, like you ain't got to say nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm moving, you move, however, right? But those mm -hmm. are the things that aren't teachable, but that you are in tune with. Like I be telling you all the time, and even with this, like now, you know, you want to speak more and do more. I mean, even with the, the education piece, we talk about all the time and like how you're even outgrowing it, not just saying that you're not going to educate, but you're in a place of like, I have way too much to offer. I do. Mm -hmm. Your mama probably mentioned 10 chapters on accident. She probably gave you a whole book. And did. You feel me? And did. And Coco, I know you, I, and, and T, you too, but I, Coco, let's start with you. I know I've seen your mind expand from entrepreneurship. Obviously, you have that in your union with your husband, but like for yourself and what you see and the things. I mean, you've been clearly being fed into and feeding other people. Yeah, I mean, and like, to Sugar's point, you don't realize that you are feeding into other people because you are living life and you're trying to get to the next level and you're trying to evolve as a person. And so I could see or understand how I could be an influence to some of the my younger generation, like my nieces and nephews and things like that, because they've seen my right. hard work. I also was a teen mom, but I, I refused to be um, one of those people that depended on uh, the government to take care of my child. So I worked hard Respect. and then later on in life, I did go back to school and, and complete my education, even advancing to my master's. And then, you know, so you're just going through life and just trying to reach every goal that you're trying to do. And yeah, you are influencing people, but you don't realize it at that moment. Right, I'm gonna give you some kudos, Coco. Um, okay. Seeing you step into your own light, right? I mean, being a mother young is clearly a job. You know, being a wife, you know, and a mother again, you know, is, is a job, right? But you tapping into your superpower, I'm thankful for you that you do have a community that looks to you a certain way and that you have people that look at you and want to applaud these moves and this, you know, exercising of your superpowers because it look good on you. I mean, it look good on you, child. I ain't saying you weren't gonna get no house three years ago when we met, but child, just all the things that's like manifesting in your life that I've heard you say, they ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just saying that I heard you yeah. say to see come to fruition. That's a motherfucking big deal. So kudos to you, baby girl. Like round of applause like a mother sucker. Yeah, and then 2T, like I ain't gonna hold you. You just fucked us all up with the, the, the Pac verse and the tribute to Biggie, but that's why we love you. Okay, <laughs> this is why you are invaluable. But I'm also, your growth, I mean, not only are you, you know, I mean, you're definitely flirting still, but you're not outside putting your, your face in, in ass cheeks. <laughs> but you know, but you literally, you're married. You are clearly a speaker box for your community and the things you want to see. This is like, these are the things I'm talking about. How does that feel? I mean, it feels good, right? It's for, for me, it's not who shows up to your funeral, but who shows up to your life party. Mm, hold on, I, I hold on. <laughs> it's not who shows up to your funeral, it's who shows up to your life party. 
bars. Absolutely. Funeral is, you know, you're obligated. You feel some sense of obligation to be there, right? To pay a respect. Mm. But it's when you are, you feel free to want to, uh, you know, endorse an Uncle Nearest somewhere. Everywhere I go, I'm always telling people, who, hey, yo, get this Uncle Nearest. I appreciate that. That feels good to me because it's like, you know, I've kind of seen your fruit, right? Yeah. I didn't know you for the first probably three or four months. I'm just looking at the show, but I'm observing your fruit. Thank right? You. I want to yeah. see what you are producing. And so just to be a part of your life party to me is is gratifying. And that's the same for me. Like when people say, hey, look, I respect this about you. I see your growth. I mm. see this. Kenya, you're doing this. Sugar, you're doing this. That's the life party. I, I respect that. When I'm dead, I ain't going to hear it. Right? Mm. So I want to know that you're giving out flowers now and I'm making an impact in whatever way, you know, to your life party. Man, life party. Can we get a round of applause for life party? I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. the, I mean. That's good. What, what is the soundtrack good. to this life party you speak of? Because when I think about it, I think of this song right here. Baby, I'm scared of you. Baby, I'm big. Oh, sorry. I just, I just, I just, I don't know what the Womack and Womack "Baby, I'm Scared of You" does to me. It's, it's almost like it, it feels em- like home. Yo, sugar, do it not. It feels like home. When that shit come on, it's like it's you, a soul. It's a soul music. I'm, it's, it's a soul. and it, it just moves this whole portion of your body down to your knees, up into your nipples, to your mm-hmm. knees. It just nipples to you. And you feel it. Nipples. Somebody log me out. Nipples to your knee. It's like an uncontrollable. No, you feel it though. You do. Just like that post you posted the other day, that young gentleman who you post, it just kind of took me back. I'm like, ooh, this is some soulful music. October London. Uh, October London. He hit that mm-hmm. motherfucker. That shit took me right. And then I didn't listen to it. Let me tell you how I work. I just heard the song. Like Tiff posted song of the day. She posted the video he had on the red cap like Marvin and there. I was like, oh, because he was channeling Marvin like a motherfucker. And one time for Womack and Womack one more time, because when, when the woman sang the whole song, she gave you the, the nipples to the knees. Then Big Papa come in. Like Vrudo Valentine, I can get down on my knees. It's like, yes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Sorry, I, I just couldn't let that go. Because that man came out of nowhere. We like, like a disappearing neck. I can pull flowers out my You are you excited. You got to listen to the word. No, I am. This weekend filled your cup for sure. Yo, hey, sugar. And you know me. I Tiffany hit me asking, she, you just going to tell me you was going somewhere. I need to know your schedule because I'm going to yell at me and say something to me that I, I just wanted to go do something and not eat. And to be honest with you, I don't know if you saw my outfit. I mean, I put that shit on. Put that shit on. But it was clean. But you know, I, if if I'd have known it was going to be, I'd have wore some goddamn, some yellow. You know what I'm talking about? But look, no, you, you, you had on what you needed to have no on facts. because it, it, if you, you would have done that, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have evoked the same spirit that that happened. Yeah, you had to have on what you have on, so you didn't stand out too much because you was getting ready to stand out too much. Yeah, hello, protect the light at all. Any planted a seed. You see what I'm saying? See, yeah. And you can't be out there planting the seed and you the sun. Then it's gonna Ooh. burn up. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of burning Thoughts. up, I had on a linen shirt and my nipples was coming through my shirt at the. What's up with your nipples? No, like? it's nipples to the knees day. God damn it. All right, it's nipples to the knees. Apparently. Yeah, but I, and I want to go to Coco with this one because this is very important for when you're putting people in position, you know, and I, and I, I talk about relationships often. And the one thing Coco and I were having sidebar earlier, and you sparked this, Kendra, it was like, you know, having a friendship in your relationship. The one thing I've noticed, like, through all turmoil in relationships, even my own. You rely on the friendship. You rely on, I know this motherfucker. Okay, the the core of this mother. I can always go to the core of who Jessica is. You know what I'm talking about? And then, and I wanna say this to everybody listening, when your significant other's in a growth stage and there's some things they have to do, guess what? You gotta let them do it. That's how you putting your partner in position, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta let them do it. Where's the button? Yeah, you need what you need, baby. You, need, you, need that? You, you gotta let your partner do it because, see, what I'm learning is a lot of shit is fixable if you let them 
do it if you put them in position to do it because it's the thing they got to get out their system it's the thing that's holding y'all back from the end game speak to that though coco when you're going through turmoil or any kind of difficulties in a marriage or relationship and you have a friendship with your significant other it's easier to coexist and to find a common ground in regards to that issue to get over it because of your friendship and as you work through it the friendship is the foundation absolutely where you grow from absolutely and the we also friendship is the foundation the that's the word the, the friendship is the foundation knees to nipples and then life party my life party <laughs> is we getting to a point today all right um I, you know but i want to touch on that point because I, I feel like putting your people in position has everything to do with your growth too you know we talked about you know just now with coco and i talking about our significant others and in relationship being centered around friendship and that's how you get past a lot of things that's how you're able to grow because you know just like i you know and i, I look at what we've built with this nation and I be feeling like I know y'all, like in real life. I mean, we done had several experiences. So well, we can, you do. No, no, no. I, I can I finish my statement because you just always want to. It's the light skin again. I, mean, I, I know. Hey, I, hey, hey, hey. Be yeah. sweet. Okay, be sweet. So the, the point I'm trying to make, since we met, we've had several experiences that will make us actual friends. And for me, and I've said this several times, I enjoy this more than I enjoy most things. You know, Tiffany asked me today, uh, We've been having some celebrity requests. You know, do you want to get back to the celebrity? I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And it's not because some of these people aren't my friends. It's not that I don't want to highlight their amazing movies and things they're doing. But I feel right now in this world, this is most needed. We don't have conversations like this, not even with our own family members, y'all. We don't even sit down and get to the minutia of things, right? Because why break something down? What is it really worth? Who's listening anyway? No, people are listening, y'all. And it's our job to share this information. Where else can you go and celebrity isn't brought into play and it's about something other than the messaging? The messaging always gets lost. And then you have these, we'll call them false prophets that are being bought into on every level. Literally, people spending $799 or go to some speaking engagement and leave with nothing but something they've already heard. People always ask me, why don't you do a master class? I'll pay you for your service. Okay, if I'm gonna do a master class, I'm gonna create a curriculum and I'm gonna put it in some historically black colleges and and universities. Cause you can come listen to the Kenny Byrne show and probably get everything I would go through. Now, mind you, I am working on a one man show, by the way, here's some breaking news. I feel like my generation is a part of the problem today. Again, I, I always like to take accountability for what my generation created, right? When we talk about misogyny, when we're talking about violence in music or violence on records. Um, but I can't let them blame us, right? So I want to own it. But I also want to tell you why your generation will burn it to the ground. And we talked about this a little bit last episode. And this is why I'm continuously trying to put the young people in, in position. You won't have an art form if you continue to go on the route that we're going. You know, and I want you guys to speak to this. I don't know where we're going. I don't know how it level sets. But when I look at the majority and even what it's doing to our communities, I mean, you know, crack and, and me selling drugs, I regret every fucking moment of it. You know what I'm saying? I feel horrible for having done that. It's a very small portion of my life, though. I've made up for it. All right. I've over delivered. So I want this generation to be able to do the same. What are some of the things you guys would tell these young as to put them in a position to change the narrative? Um, a lot of them are followers. That's really the thing. They are followers and they're not followers because they don't have leadership in them. Mm. So helping them realize how much of a leader they really are and channeling that leadership in a, in a positive space um, is, is what I've been trying my hardest to do because they just really want to be like everybody else, but they have some super dope qualities within them that they are dumbing down because they want to just fit in. And the fitting in thing is just spiraling them out of control oh. because once they start trying to fit in in one way, now now you smoking something and you don't know where it came from. Mm. Or now you posting stuff that you don't even know the long-term effects of doing that. Now you are logging into other people's stuff, posting stuff and sending stuff and inciting riots and you're doing too much. Too much. When you really could 
be leading other people in the right direction and not in a weird way. Absolutely. But just being who you are. But that's the thing. They don't want to be who they are because they have normalized the get rich quick schemes that other people do. And so then they follow into that instead. And it's just like, sometimes we really just have to kind of reroute. And I tell them like me, I don't put stuff on because other people do. Facts. Ain't nobody wearing harnesses. I wear a harness because I want to. Because it's wait, cute. Wait, wait, sugar, sugar. What kind of harness you got over there? You know, no, no. Like I wore one to the day party at Uncle Nears and I wore oh, one to Oh, I remember. Usher. Okay, I got nervous. Like, look at T. People. <laughs> no, but sugar, hold on, baby. You, 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 you said something. This is this is where I want to go into this percentile. I've said this before, especially over the pandemic. I think that I broke down the ninety ten rule. Ninety percent of the people in the world are followers, right? Ten okay. percent actually, you know, are the creators. Five percent is blah blah blah. But I think those followers are so important. They're they're so important. They're so important to the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They're the one who buy. They're the one who. And leadership to me is another bastardized word like culture. Or like, you know, love, or you know, things that people just bastardize, right? And this is why I want to re—I want to reorganize our mindset, y'all. Like, leadership to me is the actual doing. So, if you're doing something in a positive manner, you know, you don't have to trailblaze and lead the world. Lead your household. Start there. You—you you feel me? Your cousin's fucked up. You know he's fucked up. She's got issues. Lead your cousin. Uh, lead. That's how it starts. So I think we all have leadership qualities, but I also think that's a crush for our community because if we get a small sect of people to actually believe our bullshit, and I'm talking to the ones full, I'm talking to the ones full of bullshit. I'm not talking to the ones that are leading responsibly. But we get these little factions, these little things. We're cool with it, and we double down on it, and we feed on it like vampires. You blood sucking motherfuckers. You ain't doing nothing good, huh? You're holding people hostage. Is what you're doing. You know motherfuckers can't think for themselves, so when they do tell you that they believe in what you think about, you gonna go on double down on the bullshit and take advantage of it. That's the problem. And, and I don't even like the 90-10 rule. I start talk about it, but I don't like it because I believe the 90% is the power. I'm part of the 90%. I'm not doing nothing that I shouldn't, you know, extraordinary that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I got a gift. People are my gift, but I know what to do with the responsibility God gave me. That's what I have a responsibility. I can't be out here fucking everything, moving married, and expect people to really respect me. Huh? (laughs) Where's the respect in that? We have to be who we were meant to be. And if you're gonna put your all into a marriage, be that. If you're gonna put your, that we all have, are subject to lose our mind, life be lifing. You know what I'm talking about? But at the end of the day, if you are whatever you are, you gotta be that. That's what you signed up for. And guess what the alternative is? Don't be in them situations. Don't be a hypocrite. Go ahead. I was just having a conversation with somebody this literally this morning about how a person that he interacted with was crazy. And he was just like, is something else wrong? Because when you walk into this situation and you're giving this response, it's not just this. What are you doing? Facts. Come to find out the person was an entire sex addict. And basically when they didn't get their fix, Mm. They would come in and mistreat people. Mm. I, I'm with you, like, huh? <laughs> Somebody, please send help. Okay, can we just talk about sex addicts for two seconds? Because I, I want to know. So apparently, the person, and it's been apparently a, a whole story on ESPN. I don't want to say names, but yeah, the person was married for years, yeah. but never, of course, treated their wife in in a way that a husband should treat a wife. Yeah, and basically, they. They said it publicly that if they didn't have like 12 women a day, they were not fulfilled. Oh, Lord. I said, oh, my God. What? Dear Lord, the, Lord Jesus. Addiction is crazy, whether it's drugs, whether it's people, whether it's sex, whether it's, um, you know, affirmation from others. Whether, addiction will drive you insane. Oh, without question. Can I share yeah. with y'all a little addiction story? Like, Yesterday, I don't know if y'all saw my little, I don't know what that little thing and thing is, it's a little note you push. I said, feel free yes, to get off the phone. turn your phone off. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm having anxiety. Well, I think my anxiety started with Kyle because I never felt it to this year. But like now I'm like, what's wrong with me? Uh, it's like every two seconds, I'm, go, you know, like if I'm watching a program, commercial come, I'm going to the phone. Like that's not healthy. 
It can't be healthy, not with the things you see. This episode of The Kenny Burns Show is brought to you by Mickey D's. The realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. Oh, baby, I want extra pickles. Yeah, that's right, extra pickles. And then give me a chocolate milkshake and add some vanilla and strawberry. All the best nights out in with a bite from Mickey D's. Jessica, I can't feel my face. Please, let's go by McDonald's. A full car ordering in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. Uh, excuse me, I said I wanted the quarter pound of cheese. You said filet of fish. I'm telling you right now what I want. A full car of what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. What you want, Kenny? I want uh, a Big Mac meal, 10-piece nuggets, and two milkshakes. Uh, he wants a big And a filet of fish. Boy, what you want? Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole family to dinner. Everyone's got their own. Mickey D's moments. Go on and make more delicious memories today. TKBS Nation. With some of the best and most capable vehicles in the world, Ford knows strong means more than just physical. Ford is sharing the inspiring stories of those behind the wheel who are accomplishing their goals, pursuing their dreams, and creating the world they want to live in. Built Ford Proud highlights D. Bryant, a Ford driver who has shown strength in how she is breaking boundaries to create change in her field for those all around her. D. Bryant is a professional stunt driver, featured in over 100 films, movies, and shows. She began riding motorcycles at the age of 11. D has done stunts in many commercials, but she always finds herself gravitating towards Ford vehicles as her personal ride went off screen. In fact, much of her stunt driving training took place in a Ford Mustang. D is one of few females and even fewer African-American female stunt drivers in the industry. She constantly battles against sexism, racism, and unfair representation as many productions try to get around hiring female drivers. As a part of her fight for equality, she co-founded the Association of Women Drivers, a stunt driving school where she helps teach other women to stunt drive. She is just one of many examples that show us that Ford drivers span all walks of life, each with an individual story that shows how they are built Ford Proud. Learn more about D. Bryant's story at Ford.com slash Built Ford Proud. Breaking the mold, strengthening communities, creating change. Real stories brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Proud. One in eight. That's how many people have worked at McDonald's and where some have continued their career. Where graduates of McDonald's Career Online High School program are now role models leading the next generation. Where aunties, uncles, cousins, and communities learn skills they can use in every aspect of life. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. One in eight have worked at McDonald's, and where you start stays with you. TKBS Nation, this podcast is brought to you by the good folks at American Express. With Amex, every day can feel like a vacation. And I swear I mean it when I say it. I went to Miami this weekend because I have two Aries that wanted to celebrate by some water. So we land, go to the Soul House, and guess what we checked in using? Yes, Miamax. That night, the Janet Jackson and Ludacris concert was in Hollywood, California. We drove out, so the car service and the drinks went on what? Yes, my Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, my Aries are spoiled rotten. They wanted a boat the next day. What did I pay for the boat with? My Amex. That evening, I wanted some Chinese food. Yes, I got what I wanted at Mr. Child's, and guess what I used to pay for dinner with? Yes, my American Express. The dream is real. When you're with Amex, you can make every day feel like the best day ever. American Express, don't live life without it. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite soup dumpling restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Nope. Discover does it automatically. Seriously though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Now mind you, you know, Sugar, before you came on, Teule and um, Kendra and I were having this conversation about untrue story about Jamie Foxx, right? And we were talking about like all the things that people make up. Like people, social media 
They were saying the man was on his deathbed. I mean, they were saying things that were so outlandish and disrespectful. But then think about the crazy things people say. It's not only interesting mm-hmm. because you're like, you can't believe somebody would say it, but then it takes you down a rabbit hole. Then you're looking for more shit that ain't true or that's unbelievable to, to kind of, and it's, you can't help it. It is a, a something, I don't know what it's called, a neuron, a, a Voltron, whatever it is in your head. Crazy. No, and it has you looking for it. Am I lying? Yeah, I have to stop myself too. I have to stop myself. I be on deep dives, especially, and not referring to this, but especially when somebody dies. Mm. I have a hard time until I figure out what happened. And not because I just want to know. I had to realize that it stemmed from the fact that we don't know what happened to my brother. And so when I get that conclusion, it gives me some closure. And it don't even matter if I know the person. I'd be like, oh, they were 26, what happened? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Then next thing I know, it's been two hours. Mm. Yeah. I have to stop, I literally have to stop myself. But I re- but I thought I was just kind of like losing it a little bit, but then when I connected it to the fact that I don't know what happened to my brother, that's what it is, that's right. when it started. Now listen, Sugar, there's two, one or two things, Sugar, Teule, and, and Kendra. One or two things. Either we gonna unlock that other piece of our brain that they say we ain't using because I believe that I can handle all the information that I'm seeing and all the things that I'm seeing and you know, but then the other side, I feel like it, it, it I, my brain can't cut off. At night sometimes I feel like my brain cannot cut off. But then on the other side, I think it'll drive us fucking crazy because if my brain cannot mm-hmm. cut off and I'm trying to go to sleep and you need sleep to grow and heal and live, Child, I'm, I'm, it make me nervous now. I'm, I'm, y'all look, y'all gonna think something happened to my motherfucker. Well, he ain't on it. He ain't been on there for two weeks. I don't know what the fuck going on. He ain't posted no nothing. I just saw him at no, the goddamn. I, I think that's good because I think some people go on social media and they look at other people's social medias and think that that's real life. What people need to understand Facts. is social media is not real life. It's not every day. Yeah, we share what we want to share and what we want you to see, but you cannot perceive a person's life by looking at someone's social media. Amen. Amen. That is not reality. Hey, T, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what'd you say, Sugar? I said you are talking Mm because I got into it with my ex about that. And he was like, you post so. Is that what you (laughs) Absolutely not. He does not have access to me. Well, how was you talking to him? Moved on. No, I said I got into it with him oh. when we were together. Oh, got it. And, and I, I post a lot, but you really still only know a fraction of what is really happening over here. No, for sure. You really only know what I want you to see. And if I post every day, 17 times a day, and. Yeah. I really like your recaps, though, by the way. Put my cash app up. I, re- I ain't the, ask nobody for no money. Yeah, don't do that. No GoFundMes. But I really like your recaps, though. Your storytelling oh, recap. No, I really do. That's probably what he's watching, too. But, um, T. Question for you. Putting people in position uh, is our episode today. And I think we're covering a lot of things that people wouldn't think that they're putting people on to. What is something that you want to put people on to? What is something that you've been putting people on to? Character. Mm. The majority of my posts, if it's not something political, it's character. Mm. Right. And I talk about myself a lot. And I think a lot of young women, and it's not to be flirtatious, but can appreciate that. Like I would talk about how yo, I was a dirtbag, I wasn't accountable, I wasn't this, I did that. Like I deserve to have that relationship, you know, voided. Uh, but character, right? Because a lot of times, even in relationships, we just hop into something so fast without mm. knowing that person's character. Mm. I've done it. You know, it's one of my favorite kind of scriptures. It's like when you know Jesus is talking about you know a, a tree by the fruit it bears. Mm-hmm. So even in business, LaRussell, I just saw him say this. I've been saying it for years, but because, you know, obviously he's kind of a, a celebrity. He said it got gang life. I'm happy about that. Right. But don't do bad business if you're not a person with good character. How can you do that? How can you do right? bad business if, you, if you're a person of good character? Oh. Of good character, right? Yeah. How can I put you in a slave deal if I'm a good character? How? I, I should... I should be warning you, right? Hey, no, we're not doing that, bro. They're going to give you a slave deal. I can't let you go through that. You know, I've lost so much business, even in corporate America, because I just refuse. No matter who's signing the check, my character don't change. Can't. I have I have the power to say no. I walk away 
from a negotiation. I'm like, oh no, I'm not doing that. Oh no, my wife can't come to the. Well, we. I mean, I can't come. If you're telling me my wife can't come, I can't come. My son can't come. Oh, I can't come there because that's my character. And I think the young people are doing that as well, right? They just do whatever because they lack character. Yeah. Like, like you can. It's you know how hard it is to go out and shoot somebody if you got good character. Yeah. No, listen, bro. And, and can I can I ask this question? I mean, or the last four years for you, have you doubled down even yourself? Because this person is not the same person I started talking to. Almost no, absolutely. Ago. Okay. Absolutely. I, one of the things that I'm definitely trying to do better at is having good character, right? When it comes to relationships with women, yeah, with you know friends, whatever. I've never been a person who was going to be shady, but I, like we talked about in a previous episode about that identity crisis, like I wanted to fit in so that people would kind of gravitate to what I was trying to do. Yeah. But it, that's that's a disaster. It's almost like Pac, right? Yeah. Like you got a message, but if you start game banging, bro, there's something that comes with that, man. Right? It's going to overshadow that character. Absolutely. So. And we saw what happened to. Pop at the end of that, he was trying to get out of it. I don't know if you guys have watched Dear Mom on FX, but you should definitely check out that documentary. But I want to, you know, I'm coming to you, Coco and Sugar, for the same question, but I want to add on to what Teule said. You know, at the end of the day, I think character has a cousin named Karen, right? I didn't want to do the Poor Minds podcast. Not that I didn't want to do it. I, I was thinking, like, how was it going to help me serve my people? Because everything I do now, has to be intentional, everything. I'm, I'm not just doing random anything. Anything I do, I'm specifically trying to get something out of it and that matches my purpose and my passion. And when Tiffany convinced me to go on, I was so pleasantly surprised when I went on. Now, yes, we we got a little spicy. It got very spicy if you haven't heard the Postman's <laughs> episode, I, I suggest you do it. Um, but big shout out to Lex P, Andrea, and not only did I see light in them and superstar qualities that can help our community and them, even with all the ratchetness that comes with the podcast, there are two women that actually care about society as all black women I think do in general. I always say black won't save the world and I believe that. And so that's why I'm saluting and shouting out these two queens because in that conversation, we talked about real issues that they don't get a chance to see especially people they admire have, like conversations, they don't, get, they, don't, they don't get to see those conversations. And we talked about love. I remember one part in particular, you know me, I'm always trying to get in somebody's head like I know you. And I, Lex P was saying something and then I was like, yeah, like you, Drea, you wanna be in love? And then Lex P was like, you got the wrong one. I was like, no, I don't. I was like, Drea, you wanna be in love? She's like, yeah. I said, you wanna be in love with somebody, you know, that loves you and, and shows you what love is, correct? She's like, absolutely. I look back at Lex P, I was like, sometimes you just gotta listen, you know what I mean? And kind of hear what someone is saying. And I don't think that they get that. They never, you know, I, and, and it wasn't it wasn't a check, it wasn't, it was a reminder, like, no, if you could have the best version of something, you gonna want that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I, I love the fact that you brought up character and I wanted to pair that with the cousin caring because you gotta give a fuck. And I, and I give a fuck. So anybody that I can, you know, help get some things across to, to their demo and the people that follow and support them in the way that I did with the Poor Minds podcast with Lex P and Dre, I want to do. So same question to you, uh, Sugar, that I asked. Tell you what What I've realized is sharing the highs and the lows. Mm, um, hold really on. <laughs> All you front-facing really motherfuckers like everything is sweet outside. <laughs> humanizes you and you reach people that you would never know like I have people that I grew up admiring telling me that I'm inspiring them mm. and I try to just take it right. but sometimes my brain starts to be like but what is it but I don't want to push because they are already going out on the limb to even say these things Facts. because I know it's not a comfortable thing to, for a 65 year old to say to a 40 year old and I just enjoy the ability to have those um, conversations about life 
and about living in the moment and about making sure that you share the things that could help somebody else, even if it was a low point in life. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been through some stuff and I don't mind talking about it. I'm an open book to the right person at the right time. For a very long time, I was embarrassed about certain things. But now I'm like, I don't want anybody else to go through foreclosure. Went through that. Yeah. Don't want anybody else to have to go through it. Yeah. So if I want to talk to you about it, I'm going to talk to you about it. If I feel led to talk to someone about it or post about it, oh, well, I mean, I'm not perfect. Did I do well when I first went off to college? Heck no. Right. I was horrible. My GPA didn't even register and I'm not dumb. Right. So like talking to people about being in the right place, like I went to Murray State. Shout out to John Morant, but I went to Murray State for hold, one hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Must I got it? I had to. I had to do that, cousin Tosh. I'm sorry. That's only two gunshots this whole episode. But I went there for one semester. I, I had a free. I mean, I had a free education, but it was not the right place for me. So I didn't do well. Yeah. Like y'all, when I tell you I did terribly, I transferred after one semester. Wow. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I need to be in an HBCU. Didn't want to go because my sister went there and I did not want to live in her shadow. Right. I right. wanted to be my own self. So anyway, when I moved, my life just started to shift. And yeah. so I don't have a problem sharing that kind of stuff. I don't have a problem sharing the fact that I've been depressed. Yeah. I don't have a problem sharing the fact that I am now aware when I feel like I'm about to start spiraling. So I do stuff to make sure that I don't. That's good. Like, I don't have a problem with that because if it can help somebody else not get as low as I've been. That's right. Then, hey, let's do it. Yeah. And no matter how big or small, what's big to you, you know, what I mean, vice versa. It's, you know, and, and, and I love you for that. Like, I really feel like we all do that on some levels. It's like. I'm not ready to share that because it's not to this level or this place where society says it should. No, you could say some shit that change that saves somebody's life, change somebody's life. Yeah. It could be so small to you, but so big to somebody else. You have to not even think about yourself in the offering. If you see something, say something. If you see yeah. something that resonates with you, you see something that you know that might need, and you could be wrong, but guess what? I promise you it's gonna be on time. I promise yes. you, there be people that's too scared to even tell you you're right, or too scared to even tell you you're affecting them in a certain way. Do you realize what Sugar just said? She's saying that when somebody, like especially people she went to school with, it's a slight competition anyway, child, because I got two degrees, or I got one degree, whatever the case may be, they never want to really give you your whole, but it ain't even really about that. The fact that somebody sees you in the way you are projecting yourself, the way that you are putting yourself out there, that's going to help you project more and that's all we got to do but we got to do it with the right trajectory y'all we pinpointing sometimes in the wrong direction now yeah giving people information and i ain't saying I, I, listen i come on here every week give information for free so does the nation but at the end of the day it's going directly to the people that want to receive it ladies and gentlemen it ain't about the ones that don't Trust what I'm telling you. Do not focus on some shit you cannot control. We, we're not controlling these people. Brains, they actions, how they move. All we can do is give them the game. Put it out there, your job is done. Once you put it out there, ladies and gentlemen, your job is done. We just get old and we learn to lead with intent, though. So, with Coco, how you feel about that, baby? I know you got some antidotes. I mean, I, I definitely agree with her. Just being a real person. And I am an open book as well, just like the few episodes ago I shared that I had contemplating doing surgery to enhance the way that I want to look other people would look at me and be like oh she's she's perfect or what you know because we all have insecurities but instead of going the easy route what I did is I worked for it and so that made me better and take the lifelong lesson on how to um live a healthier lifestyle rather than a quick fix no so just being truthful that could have helped someone to understand that no that is within reach because i didn't even know it was within reach until i started going through the process come on listen that that helped you you probably helped so many people with that one statement in the episode because then we expounded on it and listen that was so true you going through all that cut, 
crack cook then you're eating fucked up or you're doing the same shit that got all of now your thyroid is thyroiding you know talking about the connection to your knee bone from your esophagus <laughs> is fucked up you know but can I round of applause for you baby because I just I that journey is, is is not only just you getting in shape for yourself but it's a health thing and I think that you're learning more about yeah. the things you can and can't eat what good for your body what's not you know and I just shout out to your mouth um, and you should, I said you, you, you should you use your mouth more you should use your mouth more um, your mouth is very important. And the things that are come out of it are very important mother. too. Look, look at this. Sugar, sugar be trying not to laugh, and it should be funny. And it's because it's her friend. You know, it's it's the things that Kendra can say that I can't. You know that that we need to address on the next episode when we're all together. Because I'm gonna sm- I'm gonna switch it up now. See, see what you did, sugar. Now I'm gonna... I ain't say a word. <laughs> look, when your face speak. Your mouth don't have to, okay? All right, round of applause for Kendra's mouth. We love it. <laughs> no, but I, wait. listen, I couldn't. I, it was it was yearning okay, and burning yes, in my system. Uh, but I wanna tell y'all this, listen, I, I am, um, I'm thankful that you all are using your voices. I really wanna say that because outside of what we're doing together on this podcast, you guys have built your own ecosystem of of people that want to hear what you have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to let that go over your head. When people actually want to tap in and listen to what you got to say, that means they're talking about it as well. That's real evangelism, ladies and gentlemen. That's how community works. And that's why, Tiffany, no, I ain't doing no celebrity interviews because I want the people to speak for the people. I don't want, I, you know, we, we, we got to get back to this thing called leadership. And I love the way that you know, sugar broke it down. And then how we expound it. We have to be leaders of our household. We have to be leaders, you know, in our friend and peer groups. We have to be leaders. And it doesn't take somebody to lead a whole division or company or sect of people. One person at a time. Say the right things. Hold people accountable in that small little spectrum. And you know what? It probably worked better. Because people don't feel like they're being ousted or feel like they this, that, and the third. They're more acceptable to what you're saying. They're more prone to hear you when it's one-on-one or in a group of a few versus many. So I just, I applaud y'all, man, because like, I'm at the damn seersucking sundress thing. People talking about the podcast and talking about y'all. Like, and such a said, I even, and not, not this weekend, Kendra, but somebody came to me about the workout thing and the body part thing and how the surges. I've, I've, people come up to me about different things about this, so it's working. Now I want to challenge everybody else who is listening, involved in these comments, because when we do the lives, you know, every Tuesday, big shout out to Michelangelo and Tiffany. Y'all went and started, you and Kendra, Sugar went and started a whole nother conversation after, but I'm just, but that's the point. <laughs> That is the point. You are putting people in position not only to be heard, but to get some shit they need to hear. Mm -hmm. It ain't one perspective on this podcast, and that's what makes us super dope. So I appreciate y'all. Any last words as we uh, get up out of here, y'all? I'm just happy I'm back with my trio. Just go on and just shoot everybody else. Yeah, I'm about to say, shoot shoot everybody in the face. Just shoot them, not in the pinky toe. She just, okay. Uh, Table Do you have something? Do you have a bar to drop since we just had some petty? Yeah, you know what? You said the dream is real. And what that means to me is, and Sugar and Kendra just alluded to this, right? Living in your true self. It's nothing wrong with the scenic route. Mm. Everybody doesn't get to the destination, you know, right off of the bat. I've taken the scenic route to my purpose. I've hit some potholes. I've had some flat tires. I've had a busted engine, but I can tell you how to keep your car right. Scenic route. If you wasn't married, you might get something on that statement. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for my illustrious <laughs> panel of superheroes. Woo! Take the scenic route. And on the count of three, we're going to say our credo. Are you ready? All right? All right? Make sure you, you wait one second, uh, Sugar, before you do it, because you got to delay. In five, four, three, two, the dream, the dream, the dream is real. real. You lip syncing ass motherfucker. Oh, Sugar, you just going to get this. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the dream is real.